What's up, solarpreneurs? Wanted to make a quick announcement before we dive into this episode. We are nearing, if you haven't noticed, the 100th episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Can you believe that? It's been crazy. So we want to do something a little special. If you're not part of the Solarpreneur Facebook group, go hop in that because we will be doing a giveaway for the 100th episode. So go join the group. You're going to get all the details, and then you can celebrate with us. We're going to keep the podcast rolling, but we want to celebrate our listeners and basically just let you know that we appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. So go join the group, and with that being said, let's jump into the episode. We've got Aaron Wolverton. He is a two Comic Club Award winner, master marketer. Take notes. Let's get in the episode. What do you call an underground group of solar professionals on a mission to create a more sustainable world? We call ourselves solarpreneurs. And while some might call us crazy, foolish, and dissatisfied with the status quo, we're the ones taking action to create a better future for ourselves and the world. Solarpreneur is dedicated to give you, the solar professional, the tools, skills, technology, and mentorship to take the industry by storm and sell more solar with less effort. We are solarpreneurs, and this is our story. What's going on, solarpreneurs? Your host, Taylor Armstrong here, and super excited for another episode today, because for the second time in the Solarpreneur podcast history, we have a two comma club award winner on the show. And for those of you who don't know, that's someone who has made... um, done in revenue more than a million dollars through a sales funnel. In this case, we're talking solar. So today we've got on Aaron Wolverton. Is that how you say your last name, Aaron? It is, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's pretty cool that we're, uh, this is finally coming to fruition. I know we met back at the ClickFunnels event when I, when I, when I won that two comma club and we got then and it never ended up working out. So I'm glad we were able to jump on today, man. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. And yeah, funny story. When we first met, it was at um, Funnel Hacking Live in Nashville, uh, I think in February. But um, Aaron, he's the uh, digital marketing director for Pure Energy Solar. Is that is that the official title? That's what I was... Yeah, it's, it's PE Solar now. There was, long story short, we're... we're based in Arizona, but we, when we branched into Orlando in our Tampa branch, uh, there was already another pure energy and then they just didn't like that much. So we switched to uh, peak okay. solar, but it's, it still stands for pure energy. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So the funny part of it was when I met Aaron at Funnel Hacking Live, I actually had some friends that were working in Arizona and they worked for pure energy solar. So I went up and talked to him and I'm like, Hey man. Um, yeah, I've heard a little bit about the market down there. Um, I've got some buddies working for Pure Energy down there, and he just he's like, "Oh, cool! How long they've been working for him?" Didn't say anything, and just kind of went along with it. And I'm just telling him about my buddies, and then finally, probably after like I don't know, maybe two three minutes, you're like, "Hey, man, that's actually the same company I work for." It's, it's yeah, solar though. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that because uh, I remember you were talking about you're like, "Yeah, I like how they do their pitch, man. They do like a model home pitch, essentially where." they're selecting the homeowner and they'll cover the upfront cost if you know they want like in return like a yard sign and a before and after bill and a testimonial and i was like oh cool and then yeah, I finally kind of spilled the beans but i was just i don't even know why i did that it was no real reason i just i don't know it was funny 
<laughs> yeah, so you just play along with it. But yeah, yeah it's funny. I think just a couple weeks before we met up, I had uh, Corey Vanderpool, just someone who I used to work with. And he's the one that I had on the podcast that was telling me all this stuff. And yeah. I was, yeah, I was telling you about it. And I'm like, yeah. you need to check this company out. But. Yeah, man. He's, he's closed plenty of deals for me, man. I don't know if he's still with us. I know, um, just cause this whole COVID thing, I know we lost a couple of people. I know he's gained a few as well, but he might've left actually, but, uh, super good dude. Nothing but good things to say about him. And he, he's closed deals for me and, uh, my online deals that we'll talk about in a minute here from, from online leads. Um, that's really all I do is generate online leads. So I'm essentially an appointment setter, but he's, he's closed a bunch of my deals. So uh, yeah, Corey's awesome. Yeah. Really good hey, yeah. He's a good guy, but yeah, so you guys definitely got a good system you got going there. And I love the pitch that I heard from him. <laughs> and now we're going to hear about what you're doing with the digital marketing side of it, which I'm super stoked to hear about that. Um, anyone that's won that award, pretty prestigious award. And, definitely uh have learned a thing or two i'm sure so we'll get we'll get into all that but uh first of all tell us kind of how you got into the industry Aaron, and um how how you got into digital marketing i think you're starting off knocking doors but how'd you kind of get into all that yeah so a whole quick backstory i went to school for graphic and web design and uh, i've always like i've always really liked like building websites and things that cool and graphic design so i did that and then shortly out of school, I just realized that, you know, I was probably way too entitled of a 21 year old out of college, but I just wasn't making any money in graphic design and web development. So I shortly realized that my brother was doing sales and just crushing it. And I was like, man, like maybe I should do sales. And so I started to get into sales more. And then I started to do more graphic design on the side. Um, and I did everything from, you know, business to business to door to door. I mean, I've done a lot of different sales um, and I lived in a lot of different places. I've sold sales all over the, the South of the United States. I've done uh, business to business sales in downtown Chicago and the Sun-Times building where they, you know, the Sun-Times newspaper is like the biggest newspaper in Chicago. Um, and then I actually moved out here, but I started doing door to door probably about 10 years ago. My, my brother that was really good at sales, he was a manager for uh, Charter Cable. Okay. They're called Spectrum now, similar to a Comcast. Gotcha, yeah. Or a Cox, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and um, so they were essentially just selling cable and phone, you know, the, the old triple play. And so yeah. I started knocking on him and I started to make quite a bit of money doing it. And I was like, man, I can do this like a couple hours a day and sell these triple plays to like homeowners and and make, you know, pretty good money. And it was, it was pretty easy. Like I've always been pretty decent at like talking to people. So door to door, I don't want to say it's come easy to me, but it's... I never had to like really go through like there, you know, there's some people that get into door to door and they just really struggle and it takes them a while. But I also have a lot of respect for that story as well, man, for people that aren't super um, extroverted and they like really just put in the work and grind. And I've seen a lot of success stories out of that too. But at first it came, I've had plenty of hard years and months, but at first it came pretty easy, easy to me. I started making some pretty good money selling cable um, and then I've done everything from cable, internet, phone sales to, uh, like encyclopedias and study guides door to door. Oh, okay. And, uh, that was like a summer job, um, selling like encyclopedias a while back. And then when I was, I went back to doing cable after a few years, cause I kind of around a little bit in sales. But, um, when I came back to cable, I was, I, I had moved back to my hometown in Bay city, Michigan from Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, and I was doing cable again. And then I had a family friend, his name was Casey Mosier that worked for pure energy here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. 
and he he knows Corey Vanderpool real well but he had started to show me like some of his checks and I'm just like man are you kidding me like this is a weekly check and he's like yeah um and he's a manager you know but still and he gets overrides because he's brought some of the team in but yeah. I mean I'm just seeing like you know five ten twenty thirty thousand dollar checks and I couldn't believe it so yeah so PE pure energy they actually flew me out to Arizona like three years ago right around this time mm-hmm. paid for everything paid for the hotel paid for my car paid for the flight Nice. And yeah, I just like knocked doors for a week and I ended up closing two deals and I just wanted to kind of see the lay of the land and see the territory. And I just, I fell in love with Arizona, man. Like I live in Scottsdale now, but I just, man, uh, cause I'm used to having, you know, three feet of snow in the winter. Yeah. So at that point, yeah, like right about three years ago, I was just looking for a change. So I actually decided pretty much on a whim after I closed a couple of sales here in Arizona to move to Arizona um Casey and my other buddy Tim was the only two people I knew and obviously like I've, I've grown a lot I have, have a lot of cool friend groups here now and, and built a great life for myself here but uh, but yeah it was about three years ago I moved here just on a whim to, to sell solar door to door yeah well that's pretty good man you came out for a week and you closed two deals most people come out for the week and just kind of mess around and check it out and everything so they're yeah. probably uh, glad that they flew you out for that week <laughs> two deals it's pretty good you know, it, was, it was probably more like two weeks but yeah I was the, the first couple of days it started off a little bit slow and then I kind of just started to understand it and, and get the pitch down and get it dialed in and um and yeah so it, it was probably more like two weeks but a couple of deals closed and I was like hell man I'll move yeah that's what I'm talking about <laughs> and yeah the fact that you sold a encyclopedias too that's a that that shows you've been in the industry for a while man I didn't even know people still uh, bought those things or even even made a <laughs> encyclopedias <laughs> That was pretty brutal, man. But I always tell people like the, the door-to-door jobs that I've had was almost like the, the sales schooling that I never had, right? Like you yeah. your teeth on the doors for like a summer, or like a year. It's, you know, it's the equivalent of getting like a bachelor's in sales, which because it doesn't really make sense to get a bachelor in sales or a degree. But yeah. you know, what I'm saying? like it's essentially if you're knocking doors for a while, it's like the equivalent of getting a degree in sales. I mean, it's a really good you, you just learn so much about yourself and human psychology and sales. I mean, it was, it was great, even though a lot of it was a struggle. Oh yeah, definitely huge learning experience. Well, that's crazy. The encyclopedias, they even sell those things door to door to, you know, I can't imagine they Probably do. Not anymore. The company I worked for is a company called Southwestern and uh, they have like a whole culture where what they do is they take uh, students from colleges, you go recruit on college campuses and they'll take, kids out for a summer and then the kids sell for like three months and they're able to make like you know 10 20 grand in a summer if they work hard but it's literally like 12 hour days monday through saturday i mean their culture is really really like work hard for three or four months probably similar to like pest control stuff you know i know you got hard for certain summers and things uh but yeah when when i was doing it they started a transition to like online study guides and you know college prep tests and more online stuff but but yeah it was probably almost like right around 10 years ago when i was doing that Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah, you definitely have been through it. And I always like to hear marketing guys like you that have knocked doors and everything and that have gone through that. Because I think you guys know how to relate to, especially if you're passing off leads, the other sales guys, you guys know the experience, you know, the process. You're not just talking the talk. You've actually been through it. So I definitely respect that. Yeah. And now that you've, uh, kind of transitioned how did you uh how long were you knocking doors in solar before you started kind of transitioning full-time and just more marketing stuff i was knocking doors for about a year and a half in solar until i transitioned to marketing so just backing up a little bit i've I've actually been in arizona for almost four years now i said three but it's been like three and a half four 
Um, so I was probably knocking doors for like a year and a half, almost two years before switching to online marketing. And I've been doing on the online marketing, uh, for about two years, almost to the day. Okay. Yeah. So awesome. I hit my, I hit my two year mark on like May 17th or something. So like a week ago. Okay. That's awesome. And so I know you're doing like graphic design and everything. Had you done much online marketing before you st started doing solar lead gen or how did that? Uh, no, man. Yeah, yeah, not at all. So I actually, I had a bunch of friends that were doing marketing, but not, not solar lead gen or anything like that. But they were doing everything from like, you know, having their own companies to like lead gen to affiliate marketing to profitable Facebook groups, which I've kind of talked a little bit yeah. with you about like offline here. But um, I just had a bunch of like, I, I kind of fell into a social circle of online marketers here in Scottsdale. They're just a really big community of of marketing guys here and, and girls in, in, in the Scottsdale area and in Phoenix area. So I yeah. kind of fell into the social friend group of some marketers and they're like, man, like, why don't you know, I kind of had the idea to do it. And they're like, man, you could, you could probably start doing solar lead gen. And then I started to get the idea for that, but I had no prior experience to marketing before, before making the switch. Okay. So that's cool. So you just kind of got to know these people, just ran into them and then I just started networking and, they kind of put the planted the seed in your mind and that's where it all started. Yeah. And I, my numbers were kind of uh, at this point, man, it was again, like probably a little over two years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, my numbers like for door knocking kind of started a tank as well. So it was like almost mm -hmm. perfect timing, but I was just, I was just sick of knocking doors, man. I've done it forever and not yeah. that I'm ever like above it or better than it, but uh, I'll, that, that'll always hold a special place in my heart, you know, knocking doors and, and I'll probably still go out and knock doors every now and then, you know, depending yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I love it, man. But uh, I was just kind of sick of it at that point. And I feel like I have kind of, you know, paid my dues and my numbers started to tank. So the owner of my company, his name is uh, Eric Collin. Yeah. He was, what's going on? You're usually like one of our top guys. Like your numbers have been slipping the last couple of months. Like what's going on? And I'm just like, man, I'm just, just sick of knocking doors, you know, it's yeah. hot Arizona sun and da, 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 da. like, I just don't know if I want to do it. And he yeah. was just like, not not all that sympathetic he was just pretty much like he's a very pragmatic guy he's like okay well like what do you want to do and then i was like, well i've been like talking to some of my buddies and like i can't believe you guys aren't doing like online like i'd love to like generate leads for you guys online and a light bulb like went off with him and he was like man like i've been wanting to do this but i've been wanting to make the transition to online because we're relying way too heavily on knocking doors but he's like for one i don't have the time to do it and I haven't really trusted anybody enough to do it. So we kind of like sat there and like the wheel started to turn and like he paused and he was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, <laughs> nice. I was like, yeah, man, that's what I'm kind of getting at here. So he was like, cool, write up a business plan. Like get it to me by the end of the week. Like what you want to start off with like ad spend, how you want to do ads platform uh, and just give me, you know, a loose business plan and we'll go from there. So I got on yeah. the business plan and I was like, I think we should start off with like, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month, nothing crazy. I'm going to pretty much run Facebook ads. And once we master that, we can go on to like Google AdWords and, and YouTube and things, but, um, and just pretty much wrote them up this business plan. And then we, we started doing it. Wow. That's awesome. And that's cool. You had, it seems like the pieces just kind of fell in place perfectly. Cause I've talked to so many guys where it's like their managers or whatever, or their company owners aren't open at all. Like they're just all right, pure door knocking. No, we're not going to do anything like that. Um, so that's cool that he was, you know, open to that. And then also that it just kind of, kind of came about the perfect time. 
because the other thing that happens is most guys when they get sick of knocking they're just kind of done they're out of the industry and that's that but it's cool that you guys kind of worked up a strategy and you're like it wasn't like okay either you keep knocking or else just go find something else to do which is usually the case but sounds like he was kind of working with you and figuring out a solution to have you still add value to that company so that's pretty cool I I like that and I, I, I never would have got there probably though, if I wasn't like pretty good at knocking doors, you know, if I was just like some yeah. that like didn't pull my weight and didn't pull numbers, like he probably never would have offered it up to me. So like, I definitely like put in some work to get there, but it was, it, a lot of things did kind of fall into place, but yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the issues, man, with certain, certain companies is they're just very one track minded and it's nothing against them, man. But, um, yeah. I was really lucky that we were a little bit open-minded and I think nowadays, especially with everything that's, you know, hit in the last couple of months with everybody getting less and less sales because COVID obviously. And I think it's almost forced a lot of probably those same business owners to be like, man, we should maybe like take a look at this online thing, you know? Yeah, I know. If they weren't thinking about it before, they should definitely be thinking about it now. Cause especially I'm out in Southern California and there was a couple of weeks or, you know, probably about a month where you couldn't even really think about knocking on a door. Like, um, you know, they yeah. all the big door knockers out here, even they shut down. You know, when like Vivint shuts down, that's, I mean, they're like the door knocking kings. You know, that stuff is getting pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were, oh, I didn't realize you were in Southern Cali. Yeah. 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 No, it's funny. All these, um, and so many people are trying to learn the digital marketing stuff. I saw once COVID kind of hit, I saw all these, you know, junky ads going up and people <laughs> that didn't really, really know what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah. and even some guys i knew that had never done like digital marketing before i started seeing some of their ads and i'm like i'm like dude this is <laughs> i don't think this stuff is gonna work 100 percent free solar your utility <laughs> company will pay you to go it's like <laughs> i know like if you're selling free solar and then your closer gets in the house and they they realize it's a loan like how do you think that closer is gonna work out like you've got to be good at you got to be like taxable i know and then these people saying like you know two thousand dollars cash back or your first year of electricity free and then it's like people get in the homes and they're on like a medical discount a low-income discount and then they got to drop to the price to basically as low as they can sell it and then they're like okay yeah also they said they would give me my year free of electricity and my uh, two thousand dollar cash back and oh there goes my commission <laughs> I know. like dude i wasn't gonna make anything on the deal yeah, we're, we are actually doing, um, we are actually doing 12 months free solar, which we'll get into when we kind of talk about our offer in a little bit, but, um, yeah. we are actually doing that. And I think, I think that's potentially a good, a good deal and a good offer, but yeah. it's like, you just got to be structured the right way. And, and yeah, 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 no, that's good. But cool. And so I wanted to ask you, um, a lot of guys get into digital marketing and, you know, like I was kind of saying, don't really know what they're doing. And then just kind of fizzle out. So I know there's adjustments to be made. And so where you were just kind of getting started, how did that process go from you starting out with your company? And then um, what did you have to go through to kind of learn the ropes and get to where you've um, obviously mastered it more today? What were some of the stuff, you, things you needed to go through? Yeah, I'll tell you how I did it. And then if I could go back, how I would do it over. So, <laughs> okay. That's it. The, way, the way that I started was, um, and I was pretty lucky in the sense that our company does a lot of numbers. We're, we're one of the bigger companies in Phoenix as far as like solar ownerships go. We, we don't offer a lease, but we, we sell a lot of deals for like the number of sales reps that we have. Like we do pretty well. Yeah. So our owner had like some ad budget tucked away where he was cool with like, 
hey, I don't mind if we spend a couple months figuring this out. If, if we have to throw away a grand, two grand, you know, five grand, like that's okay. Like let's try to get some sales. But if we have to spend a little money to figure this out, then cool. Yeah. So, so, and that's exactly what happened. We did, I did spend like the first six months, like struggling pretty hard where we'd get like a sale here and there, but it's, it's nothing like a system that I have now. Like now we have a predictable way um, in a profitable way where we can get customers, right? Like I, I have the numbers pretty dialed in and of course things come and go like COVID that kind of skews your numbers a little bit, but yeah. now I have a predictable profitable system that that's dialed in where I kind of know my numbers. Like I have to get this many, you know, link clicks and get this many leads to get this many sales or whatever. So yeah. back then we just really struggled through it and we were getting sales here and there and I was making enough to, to survive off a of living, but it, nothing was nothing was really dialed in and I didn't know like why we were getting our sales and how I can scale it up and get more right mm -hmm. uh, so what I what I would have done early on is you know my owner was paying the ad budget I had a little bit of savings tucked away I would have paid for like coaching and mentorship like if, okay. if I could have shaved like six months or a year off my learning curve by paying somebody 3k to teach me like I would have did that in an instant yeah, for sure I think like, I think a lot of us, especially me, like still to this day, I think we have a lot of pride where we're just like, oh, I'll just figure it out myself, you know? And it's just like, I, I had a lot of pride where I was just like, no, like, why, why would I pay anybody? Like, I'll just, I'll just figure this out myself. Um, and yeah. it really like was a long and hard road, right? Where, um, you know, pride sometimes can get in the way where we don't want to like hire a coach or a mentor, like we don't want to buy like a coaching program, but man, yeah, yeah. if I could something that like shaved like six months or a year off my learning curve like I would have did that in a second for sure no I think that's so important and yeah so many guys they're trying to figure it out themselves basically you got those two options you can either spend a bunch of money I think either way like you said you're spending money to get things started you got to be willing to drop some money on ads um but for you luckily you had the company backing you and all that um but most guys it's like they're gonna have to drop a lot of money to learn this <laughs> unless they are willing to, like you mentioned, hire a coach, hire a mentor. And what's cool is there's so many guys out there, like you've mastered it. There's a lot of guys that are doing it successfully, I think in every market. So people don't really have to guess anymore. It's just like, why wouldn't you just go to the people that are having success with it, give mm -hmm. them some money and then, I don't know, buy their programs. And then it's going to fast forward the process and help you out much more. Yeah, and, um, and I'm all for like learning stuff on your own. Like, it, it doesn't have to be some soup. Like, if somebody say doesn't wants to get into this and doesn't have the money for coaching, like that's cool too. Like, start spending like five bucks a day. Like, you don't have to start spending. You know, like like right now, uh, again, a little bit skewed because of the whole COVID thing. But um, mm -hmm. you know, like in the in the dead of summer, if COVID wasn't here, we'd be spending like ten grand a month on ads. Uh, yeah, and then. But we, but we started out literally spending like five bucks a day as a company. And when I, when I've worked with like a few other companies, that's, that's what we'll start. We'll start out like five bucks a day and then we'll just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, see what kind of sticks and then take the, take the, you know, say, say we have like, um, like the description of an ad and then like the image of the video and then like the headline of the ad, you know, you throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, see what sticks. And then you take that winning image and then you put that with like, three more variations of headlines right and then you take that winning headline and the winning image and put that with three more like description it's just split testing essentially yeah. um, but it, it doesn't have to be some super expensive thing like reps can start out pretty small yeah yeah no i think that's probably what you've learned too from going to you know funnel hacking my all these marketing conferences is really i don't think anyone has there's not like one answer in marketing that's basically what i take from all these conferences is that's what every 
marketer does is they're just throwing stuff out there. Um, yeah, I mean, they're doing the funnel hacking, the Russell Brunson stuff. But really, at the end of the day, um, I think it's being creative and testing all the things. It's just testing like crazy and seeing what works. And then uh, I think that's probably what's worked for you guys, too. So how much for you, speaking of that, how much for you was kind of um, was like seeing ads in the area? Were you kind of starting going off of that or were you throwing out all your own ideas or how did that work in the beginning for you? Yeah. So, so coming from like a design and web background, I also knew like videography pretty well. Okay. I'm pretty good with video. So what I started doing is actually like completely different than what every other marketer was doing. Cause mm -hmm. most marketers are using like a stock image ad with yeah. uh, um, just like a basic, just their copywriting. It's just like a basic, like um, how am I trying to say this? Like, just a lot of the ads I see out there, like you said, like nothing against them, but they're like a stock, a stock photo that you've seen like a hundred other times. Yeah. Um, and it's sometimes just a little bit cheesy, like, Hey, we'll pay you to go solar kind of thing. And it, there are some really good solar marketers out there, but um, I just kind of wanted to do what other people weren't doing to kind of, you know, see if I could separate myself. So I started doing video. Um, Hey, solarpreneurs, real quick, if you've been in the solar industry any amount of time, you know that in order to take it to the next level, you need to always be recruiting. What is it, ABR? Always be recruiting. So if you need help with recruiting, I wanted to share with you something that helped me take my recruiting skills to the next level. We literally went from an office of less than 10 reps to 25 to 30 reps in less than three months. And we did this with reps that continue to sell with us. Two or three of them went on to become managers. Several of them were top producers in our office. And there are multiple reps that are still with us to this day, more than a year later. So what is it that helped me? I took up the services of Ryan Holman with Sales Recruiting University. He helped me develop a system to take my recruiting game to the next level. And he really helped me follow up with the recruits, schedule group interviews with them, get a huge pool of applicants coming in day after day. I wanted to share with you guys his link. If you are looking to take your recruiting skills to the next level, go to calendly.com slash sru forward slash solarpreneur. Once again, that's calendly.com slash sru slash solarpreneur sru is sales recruiting university ryan will help you take it to the next level so i, I started shooting videos and essentially the way i started doing it was more like they, they all had a call to action like every single video had a call to action like you know, click the link at, you know, at the end of the video, it's like, click the link to, you know, pre-qualify and learn more. Like they all had a call to action, but like every one of the videos had a little bit more of like a little different educational piece in it. Like one video, like, you know, the truth between ownerships versus lease and the pros and cons and three solar pitfalls you want to avoid, or like, you know, five frequently asked questions, you know, yeah. uh, so like it was like educating people, but also the problem with that method is it wasn't very scalable because I was just constantly having to make content. Mm, okay. Constantly having to make videos. So then I then I did like simplify and I start now now I'm doing like more image ads with like some video. Uh, gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it's 
to mm -hmm. be pumping out a ton of video. And do you guys use, um, I know in the beginning you're using Facebook. Are you guys doing pretty much all Facebook ads still now, or do you use any other platforms in your marketing? Does that look like? Yeah, man, we do, um, we do a little bit of YouTube, but Facebook's king, man. Like if, if you're doing solar ads, man, don't, don't waste your money on Google unless your company knows what they're doing. Or if you pay somebody that knows what you're doing, like you can, yeah. you can spend a lot of money on Google AdWords really quick. Um, and yeah. YouTube, YouTube is good too, but, um, Facebook's just king, man. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, a, a third of our world's population is on there. They own Instagram, they own WhatsApp. I mean, they're just crushing it. And, um, yeah, Facebook's king, man. So, so I, I really only do Facebook. Uh, I really only do Facebook. We do have a guy that does some of our YouTube, and I'll dabble a little bit in YouTube just to learn. Okay. But uh, yeah, Facebook is Facebook's all you really need. I mean, you can you can you can make a great living, and you could have a whole marketing team just running Facebook ads for your solar companies, and it, it yeah make make sure everyone's well fed. I mean, Facebook's all you really need. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Okay. And so tell me about, um, your guys process and I'm sure it's changed a little bit, but I guess now versus what you're doing before, what's kind of the process once you receive a lead, do you guys have it going to like your CRM and then the sales reps are contacting them or what's your role in that? And how do you guys kind of like, you know, handle the leads from once you get it to actually booking an appointment with that person? Yeah, I think that's the awesome thing about solar lead gen um, or, or any kind of lead gen that you're already kind of going into an already existing sales process, right? So a lot of my friends have been marketing for five or 10 years, and, and I'm not saying this to like brag, but it just, just kind of the reality, just because we're talking about it, like some of my friends have been in marketing for the last five or 10 years, and then I step in and like two years later, like I, I just blow it up and I'm like making more money than them. And they're like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this? Yeah. And I, I always tell them, I'm like, what you guys are doing is you guys started your own company from the ground up. The only thing I did is I, I'm just putting these leads into an already existing, already successful sales process. Yeah. Like our company that's already awesome. has it figured out, man. So that, that's the difference. I'm not like reinventing the wheel and I'm not starting up a company from scratch. What you guys are doing, like that would be way harder. So what I had to do, there's definitely been some struggles, but I didn't like, it, it wasn't all that hard for me. Like I, I was just like, it was a lot of hard work, but I really enjoyed it. It was like purposeful, like meaningful work that like a lot of joy. But yeah, so, so essentially what we're doing is um, whether that's a video ad or just like an image ad or even a GIF, you know, there's a bunch of different ads you can do on Facebook, which we'll, we'll kind of get into and working. But um, once that lead comes in, it kicks them into uh, the back end CRM that we use. It's called High Level or Go High Level. Oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm using that right now too. It's a good cool. one. Love Dude, it. amazing. You can, you can, I started out using Infusionsoft, and yeah. I know like ClickFunnels, like Russell always busts on Infusionsoft. They call it Confusionsoft. Infusionsoft it's yeah. so hard to do anything in that. And that's what I start, started out using my first year. And now yeah. what I do is um, I use a, a mix between ClickFunnels and a High Level where, um, there's this company called Zapier, which like connects different platforms, right? It's, you don't have to know how to like code to connect these. So you can almost connect any two platforms. So right now I'm using ClickFunnels just for the landing page. I could do the landing pages in high level, but I, I want to keep winning like the ClickFunnels awards. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the only reason we're using ClickFunnels. Like there's, no, there's literally no other reason. I could, use, I could build out the landing page in, in high level the same way, but I just want to keep winning ClickFunnels awards. <laughs> all about the community <laughs> everyone loves that click funnels community <laughs> recognition it's good 
Yeah. So if, if somebody, so say, okay, so Facebook ad that lead, they click on the ad, right? Yeah. It brings them over to a ClickFunnels landing page and it's like, it educates them about our product a little bit. And then it's like, Hey, fill out this, you know, short 20 second form. Uh, so if they fill out the form, obviously it kicks that into high level. And then I have a whole, a whole SMS and email sequence set up in high level to kind of get these people going. So as soon as their info comes in, I have, I have a trigger set up to where it shoots them out an automatic uh, text message saying like, Hey, this is, you know, thanks for filling out our pre-qualification form. Um, this is Christina or Allison. I, I have like two assistants that call my leads now and like set appointments for me. So it's like whoever, whoever the lead gets assigned to, uh, if it's like Allison, it's like, Hey, this is Allison. You just fill out the form. You know, when's a good time for a quick five minute call to see if this program is a fit for you guys or not. Mm -hmm. And then about, probably 60% of the leads respond and they're either like, call me now or call me tomorrow at seven or I decided I'm not interested. Whatever, whatever the case is, like about 60% of people respond to those texts and about 40% of people don't. Okay. So if, if the people respond to the text, it stops the sequence, but if they don't respond, the sequence keeps going and there's like a 60 day text sequence that will text them like every couple days. Like in the, in the first week it texts them like almost every day. And then, wow after the first week and month it like it kind of gets more spread out wow. um, yeah and then they're also like calling in between and they're trying to call to like get a hold of this lead in between but when, when i first started doing it because i could see like if if somebody's listening to this and they're they're wanting to do you know facebook marketing like i'm doing i could i could see them being like oh man that's really hard like there's no way i could have like two assistants like i started out calling the leads like if a lead came in like i would call that lead yeah. uh, as you know, in high level, it's really easy to set up those triggers. Yeah. And, um, I'm actually, uh, it, it hasn't, it hasn't, it's not quite completed yet, but I have a Facebook group where I'm going to be teaching, uh, um, you know, Facebook companies and Facebook reps, this exact system where I'm going to hand them over the high level follow-up where like it's all, it's all built out for them. That's awesome. So, yeah. but yeah, so it kicks them out like an auto SMS and then my girls will be like calling in between to try to like catch them on the phone. And then there's emails that are automatic as well. Nice. Um, yeah. And that's, that's pretty much how that works. And then it's, it's just the same thing. Like from there, it's like, if you get them on the phone, it's the same thing as like being on the doors. You're just trying to set up an appointment and then okay. a closer on that sale and close the appointment. So there's like the appointment setter and then the closer, just like your typical solar, you know, matchup. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, that I love that CRM makes it a lot more simple. And for you, for all the sequences and everything, um, did you kind of write all those yourselves or, um, did you write that whole 60 day follow up and plug it in or how did you come up with all those things that you're, you're sending people? Yeah, it was a little bit of, it was a little bit of like me. And then it was a little bit of looking at what other companies are doing and what some of my friends are doing. Um, when, so yeah, I kind of adopted a model of like, um, other marketers and what my friends were doing. And one of my friends in particular, um, had like this really good follow-up that was getting just like tons of engagement, tons of responses. And I was like, dude, let me see what you're doing. And he showed me and I was like, man, that's like, you're almost like stalking them. You're texting them so often. Like, and I just, I, I thought it was like, really, I was like, man, that's gotta be so annoying to these leads. Yeah. And um, he was like, it works, dude. He's like, I get very few people that like get mad at me. They, they just don't, if they're, you know, they just don't respond if they don't want to respond, but we get, we get a lot of leads from it. So I kind of implemented more of like, in marketing, they call it like a high touch strategy. You know, you're just kind of yeah. multiple touch points where um, we are texting them like more than I thought would be 
worthwhile, but it's, it's working really well. So yeah, to answer the question, it's kind of a culmination of like things I found other marketers doing some of my friends and like some of the stuff that I've, I've come up with in the past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm always surprised how, like how many successful marketers are following up way more than I thought. Um, and you'd think it gets annoying, but you look at guys like Grant Cardone, like, I don't know, Russell Brunson, like Grant Cardone, I've, ins- I've unsubscribed from his list probably like five or six times now, but somehow I still get texts from him like every other day and <laughs> all this stuff. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'm not doing it all the way, but it's crazy. All these, you know. They have multiple different lists too. Like if you try to unsubscribe from a ClickFunnels list, it'll show you like 10 lists that you're like subscribed to on a, like 40 and you're like, okay, I'm trying to unsubscribe from all of them. I know, so. Yeah, I guess until people get mad, you might as well <laughs> hit them up with it. But yeah, how much would you say, um, so the ones that don't respond Im- immediately, how often are you getting people that maybe reply like 10 days later? What's kind of the ratio on that? Like people that... That's a great uh, question. I don't have an exact number. I, w- I would say there's probably like 30% of our, probably like 20 to 30% of our, our leads that we just like never get a hold of. Okay. They they put in the, they put in their info and for whatever reason they just like maybe it was someone like trying to funnel hack me maybe somebody was just giving me like a, a courtesy click where they're just like oh, I'll just see what this is and, and had no intention on responding but like yeah. that like still blows my mind to this day when we send them like a text like two minutes after the form gets filled out yeah. and then they just nev- it's so weird and they just never respond I'm like what what's going through this person's head like why would they even fill out a form. And like sometimes as a marketer, you almost get like mad about it. You're like, oh, they fill out my form. Like, uh. And, uh, yeah, some people, it, it's funny, man. Like as fast as we follow up, like some people still don't respond. But uh, to yeah. answer your question, like some people like five days later, 10 days later, it's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've been dealing with like, you know, working nights and dealing with two kids and I meant to respond. And those are usually the responses that we get is like, hey, so sorry, meant to get back to you sooner we don't really get the responses that are like, stop texting me, damn it. Like, we don't really get that. It's yeah. more people that are like, sorry, man, I've been really busy. Like, I'm meaning to get a hold of you guys. Like, I'm, I'm glad you kept following up kind of thing. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, I have a... Man, you, you follow up like that. Like, you, you there's just, it's, it's not hard to do because everything's pretty much automated, right? It's not like a hard thing to do as a marketer. You just put that all into high level or like, you know, when I sell my program, I'll just be giving that to people. But, um, it's, yeah. it's really easy to like make that follow up is is automated and in as it is um it's, it's pretty easy but you have to man like you have to stand out from the other marketers you got to think people once they start looking at solar ads then they're going to start getting retargeted by other solar companies and they're going to be putting in their info to other ads right it's yeah, going to be right. like the fortunes and the follow-up man whoever follows up the most is is going to win 90 percent of the time yeah yeah and like you said doing it quick too because think that's the other number one mistake is and it's happened to me too if you're not following up quick there's probably 10 other companies that now they're getting targeted by so the person that's and they're gonna follow up with them quick so it's like if you're not calling them right away or at least getting some sort of text asking when's a good time to call i think that's like money down the drain it's your pain you know paying for that lead and then yeah and even if you can help for sure. It's a waste. Yeah. And even, even if you can't call people right away, like if you're just a marketer that's like starting out, at least get like an automatic tech sequence going and try to schedule a call. Like we still do that. We, we still try to just be like, Hey, when's a good time. But like yeah. once, once my girls get a free second, then they'll call them, but they're, they're not calling every lead within like a minute. So you don't have to be like on every lead, you know, as long as you got like some auto sequence going, uh, yeah. you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's plenty to start, man. Yeah. 
How long were you doing this, Aaron, before you started getting some appointment setters and getting them trained up? How long were you doing it by yourself? I did it. I was doing it myself for probably the first six months. Um, and then okay. I called like a VA or a virtual assistant from uh, Upwork. Okay. Yeah, it's a website. You can hire appointment setters, telemarketers, salespeople, graphic designers, programmers, whatever. Like Upwork's really good. Yeah. Um, but so that, that's, that's one way to do it. But then I would, I would try to almost go like if you know somebody – um, cause we can kind of talk about like, if we want to, the difference between like paying somebody hourly or paying them commission, uh, I pay one of my girls hourly and I pay the other one commission, which we can talk about those pros and cons if necessary. But I was okay. doing it myself for like six months, but then like after six months I started to figure it out. And then the problem was, is I needed to like kind of outsource that task because like once you start making sales, the best thing to do is start outsourcing those like $10 an hour jobs and then start outsourcing the $20 an hour jobs and just keep like reinventing yourself and outsourcing jobs once you start making sales. Um, so yeah. after six months, I was just so busy because I was like back to back to back calls, but then I still had to like place the ads. I still had to manage the ads. I still had to build the funnels. I still had to like do the whole back end CRM and it was just like way too much shit going on. Yeah. Uh, man, I have to hire somebody or this is never going to scale. So yeah. But yeah, you hundred percent don't have to hire somebody at first. Like I, I started off doing the, the sales, uh, the sales calls, but like once you start to get sales, then it's like, okay, cool. I have some money that I can reinvest into this business and hire somebody now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, especially like you mentioned, when you're starting out with a low ad budget, it's not like you're going to be getting a thousand leads a day or anything. Exactly. So if you're just running small amounts of leads, it's super easy to get that going at first. But yeah, I do get asked that quite a bit. Like, how to hire appointment setters because I've had guys try to hire like you know appointment setters from the Philippines or India yeah. stuff like that and um, I've heard mixed things about it um, I don't know I've got a buddy that's using like an Indian appointment setter and people but his, just, name, but his name's still Joe though he goes by Joe <laughs> yeah 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 he goes by Mike actually so <laughs> but it's funny a lot of people are just like oh he just must be like an Indian from California but He's like overseas and everything. Um, but I know it does affect that. Um, you know, some people are like, oh, this seems like a scam. If there's like an Indian going, if there's a thick accent. But yeah, how did you find your appointment setters? And like, what would you suggest for people that are trying to take that next step into, I know you mentioned um, Upwork, but where do you find the ones you're using right now? Yeah. So, uh, again, I have two girls right now. The first girl I found, her name's Christina. I found her off Upwork and okay. she, she charged like 25 bucks an hour and she would not do any sort of commission. Like at first I was like, Hey, like I'll just give you like 5% off a sale or a couple, you know, a couple hundred bucks per sale. Mm -hmm. She was like, I can't, like I need to, I need to have something like, you know, that, that I know the income will be coming in. Like I have to do hourly. She was like, but I won't let you down. It's like, oh man, 25 is a lot. And, um, so I decided to hire her and, um, again, she was off Upwork and then she ended up doing like really well. And now it's funny because if, if I would have ended up giving her like, you know, 5% of a sale, 10% of a sale or a couple hundred bucks per sale, she would have ended up, ended up making way more money right. with commission where at first I never thought that would have been possible. I'm like, man, I'm going to be paying her way too much hourly. You got to think qualification calls only last 10, 15, 20 minutes tops, right? You're knocking out a bunch in a day. Like, yeah. I only pay her like eight hours a week. So the, the most I really ever pay her per week is like 200 bucks, 300 tops. Yeah. And that's usually with like 10 appointments set where I'm probably getting two, three sales out of it. So, yeah. um, so that's yeah. Funny. And, 
does she know that? Does she know that she would have made more? I told her, I was like, you'd be making way more money if you wanted to do straight commission. She was like, I know, but I like the hourly. I just, I know it's always guaranteed. And, but yeah, she knows like every time we get a sale, I screenshot it to her. Cause we all have like a group me feed, right? Like most solar companies have some kind of feed or something. We have like a feed and it's like, Oh, another sale for Aaron. And I send that to her or another sale for Aaron and Christina. And I always send that to her. She's like, Oh, another one. And uh, I've like kind of joked with her about it, but she, she likes the hourly. That's what she's used to. And that's yeah. That's fine. And plus cool. now, I don't, now I don't really mention too much about it. Cause like, I almost don't really want her to want to switch <laughs> to commission now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, and then, then my second girl, she was actually one of the appointment setters for, for PE here in Arizona. So she already knew what she was doing. She already knew solar uh, and she's doing commission. So we're giving her about, I think like a hundred, I think about uh, 75 per kilowatt off a of sale. Okay. So yeah, our, our, our comp structure is 250 up front. And then if we hit 21 sales in a quarter up to 250 on the back end per kilowatt. Um, Yeah. And then, so there was, there was one, there was one quarter last year I hit 21 tier, which was like a huge life-changing quarter for me to hit that. Uh, Yeah. I did like, I think I did like 60, 64 sales for the company last year. And, uh, with APS in Arizona, like for guys that are in Arizona, I mean, we can pretty much take people's bills almost down to zero now. So we're yeah. like big systems. I mean, dude, there was a, there was some systems last year where it's like 14, 15. My biggest system last year was like 23 kilowatts. I mean, just Holy cow. Massive. yeah, yeah, that was like a huge house. And that's the other great thing about, uh, you know, digital door knocking or online marketing is you can get to some of these homeowners that you would have never knocked their door because their houses are too spread apart, yeah. you know, in the country. Hundred acres of land to knock that door. So some of my biggest sales were, were from online leads. Um, yeah, yeah. B- back to your question, man. You can hire virtual assistants from from Upwork, from Fiverr. Uh, you can hire people from the Philippines, man. A lot of those people are really good. I would just, and I hate to make it like a race thing, but um, it it is a little bit tougher with the accents for sure. Yeah. Uh, I would also suggest, like, if somebody's going to hire somebody, I would I would suggest hiring a girl. But like a girl that's like a killer, though. Like if like both my girls are killers. They're really good at what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they know solar, they know sales, but they also like don't take shit from leads that are trying to give them shit. Nice. So that's a big thing. Yeah. Like obviously. So I, I think, I think just on that automatic text, like a lot of people are, and I don't really have much proof of this, but like people are just much more receptive. They're like, Oh, Hey Christina, like you can call me now or whatever. Right. Where yeah. it just sounds a little bit less threatening than a guy, I think. But, um, but again, I, I've had guys that have set appointments for me, like not a big deal. You can totally go with the guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I would probably start on one of those. Like if I, I would start with your, with your direct network, right? Like, if, is there anybody in the same company that could, that could do this for you? Um, I actually could, you know, I I've set up things for companies and people where there's like an automatic ringer where it'll like ring to three of the door knockers and whoever's out on the doors and, and is not on a door and answers it first gets that appointment kind of thing if they set it right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's idea too. Yeah. It's really cool. So there's multiple things they can do. I would, um, just to kind of wrap this question up cause I've been, I've been ranting. I would, um, <laughs> I would look in your like immediate network first, see if there's anybody that could take it on. Obviously like if you already have a relationship with somebody, that's probably better. Yeah. Um, that would probably be the most solid people. Um, but yeah, the, the cheapest people are going to be the people overseas and it's not that they're bad, man. A lot of those people are really good because you got to think if you hire somebody from the Philippines, if, if they don't have that strong of an accent, like that's completely fine. Other than like the time difference, you know, that can be a little tough, but a yeah. lot of these people, like 
will work really, really hard for you because they're the only ones sometimes bringing their families money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're willing, they're, they're willing to work really, really hard. And not that I would ever want to like, I want to pay somebody for their time like that they deserve. I would never like try to overwork somebody. But, um, but a lot of these, a lot of these people like in the Philippines are like willing to work really, really hard and, and they take the job really, really seriously. So I've had guys that, that, that have those kinds of people and do really, really well too. Um, yeah. th there's just multiple ways you can approach it. I guess there's no best, best way. Yeah. Okay. No, it's good feedback. Um, and yeah, I guess the other question I had with that is how do you handle, um, with your leads coming in, how do you handle like who takes which lead and like, are they kind of on just on call all the time? Like, what if the lead's coming in at eight in the morning? You guys just call them as soon as possible after that, or what do you do with that situation? Yeah, so in marketing, it's called uh, like a round robin system. So okay. uh, if a lead comes in, Christina gets one lead, and the next lead goes to Allison, and the next lead goes to Christina, and it just it just alternates. And then okay. in like high level, it, it assigns it to whoever's profile, right? It'll assign it to Christina, then it'll assign the next one to Allison. So they don't like see each other's leads. And then also like every time a new lead comes in, um, I have a trigger set up in high level to send an SMS out to whoever owns that lead. So okay. if a lead comes in and it's Allison, it'll say like, hey, new lead came in, like call them as soon as you can, right? Yeah. Uh, and then also too, I have another trigger set up for if a lead replies. So if a lead sends us back like their first reply, if they're like, hey, call me at seven tonight. Uh, there's also an SMS trigger that, that my girl would get if, if, when a lead comes in, when a lead replies, uh, and also when a lead like responds to an email or, or tries to call us. So it's all like SMS notifications. So they'll see them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't, I, if it's like too early, I don't, I only go between like eight and 9 PM, 8 AM and 9 PM. Okay. Makes yeah. Sense. So if somebody, if somebody comes in at like three in the morning, which we get a lot of leads from like night shifters and, and things like that, what we do is is we have like this first text that says like, it's supposed to sound like, like it's like it's automated. It's supposed to say like, Hey, thanks for filling out a pre-qualification form. You know, someone from our company will reach out to you soon. So if it's like between the hours of, of 901 at night and 759 in the morning, it'll send them just that one text. Okay. And then, at eight, then at eight in the morning, it's still automated, but it sounds like a person and it's like, Hey, this is Allison. You know, I saw that you filled out our form recently. When's a good time for a call? So it's essentially they're getting, they're getting two texts, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. but if, if they do it in the day when like, when the systems during like our work hours between like 8 a.m. and 9 p.m., they'll get both of those texts right in a row. It's like, hey, we just received your request and then like two minutes later, it's like, hey, this is Alice and when's a good time for a call? Uh, okay, makes sense. And then the one that's working hourly, you're just basically counting when she's on the phone calling. So she'll just kind of keep track of how many minutes she's um, calling people. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, that, that's all tracked as well in high level. So, um, yeah. I can, I can, if I wanted to, I'm, I, I don't micromanage in the slightest, but like I, I can listen to her calls and I could, um, you know, I, I can see exactly like her, her call volume time for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Cool. That's awesome. Um, that's yeah, a nice yeah. little, system, man. it's pretty well oiled at this point. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And yeah, I wanted to ask you more questions on that since I'm using the same CRM. So, it's cool to hear how you're using it. Take yeah, dude, we can that online too, man. Anytime you got questions, let me know. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, so I'll help you anytime. Yeah, heck yeah. Appreciate it. Cool. Um, well, anyways, I know we've been going a while here, so I don't want to keep you all day. But the last couple of things I wanted to ask you is just as far as ads with people starting out, um, what would you suggest for maybe some of their first ads? Um, 
think we talked a little bit about how much you were kind of um, going off other people's, but would you suggest people starting with video ads or if someone's just new wanting to get into this, what would you um, just start from the get go? Yeah. Uh, I would just start off with image ads and there's a couple different ways that they can do it. So if they're going to be running the ads from their company, um, you know, they can either, they can either run the ads from their company. Like if their owner gives them the okay and they're, if they're running ads from their company, like I do with PE, right. Mm -hmm. Or, um, they could run, they could start like a kind of like a community page, right. Where it's just, um, you know, I've seen, you've seen a ton of these ads online where it's like, it's almost like a third party looking page where they don't really represent a solar company where it just the savvy homeowner or like Scottsdale, Arizona happenings, like just, just like a community page that, that doesn't look like a company. So they could run it from either one. But, um, I would, I would start out with some image ads. Uh, let, let's assume for this scenario, they're going to run it from a company page. I would start out with some like image ads. Um, it is Facebook. So if you can have like faces in the picture, that's better. If you have, if you have any kind of pictures of like homeowners standing out in front of a house, you know, like we, we do these image ads where it's like, we have a sign that we give homeowners to put in their yard where it's like, you know, new solar home, new solar powered home. And then sometimes we'll get pictures of the homeowner in front of the home. Um, mm-hmm. Things like that with like actual people's faces in it can work really well. Um, or even like I've done, I've done even like selfie shots with like a PE solar truck in the background where it's just like, I'm just like, Hey, whatever. And like, <laughs> nice. and they know I work for the company and just, just things like that. Like anything where you can bring like a human element and a human emotion to it. Like that's, that's better than just like a drone shot of some panels where they're just like, there's not a whole lot of like emotion in it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But those work too, man. Like drone shots work. I mean, any, anything like that, like a, a, a picture of panels, I just, I just would try to stay away from like all the stock images or all the Google images that like every other company has used, you know? Yeah. Okay. And then how often, um, so for your ads, how often are you making adjustments or how many like different sets are you running? Cause that was one of my issues too. When I started trying to run my ads, um, probably like a lot of people, I just thought you could use one and then it's going to work forever. And I didn't never need to like touch it again. And, have this gold mine of leads coming in for the rest of eternity but as you know the ads start you know decaying um, eventually a lot of people see it and stop clicking on it so what have you seen um like as far as how often you need to make those adjustments and um, change the sets up yeah yeah good question man it, it really just depends and like not to get too like nerdy and technical but there's there's something in like facebook uh called like frequency so it's like how many times your audience has seen this ad, right? So if you get like above a two frequency, it's probably time to change your creative. But okay. I've, I've, on retargeting ads, I went as high as like four times frequency where people have, in that audience have seen it up to four times. And, and a lot of these people just might have like scrolled past it four times, right? But it's, it's, been in put, it's been put in front of your audience like say four times if the frequency is four, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you're getting leads from that, it doesn't really matter how high that frequency is. Um, it, it, as long as you're getting leads. And then I, I've also had ads that the, the frequency has been like one where my audience has only seen it like 1.5 times. So, um, and it, then, and they stopped working. So it really, really just depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I try to do is I try to shoot for evergreen ads, which evergreen in marketing just means like it's up for a long time. Right. Yeah. So what I try to do is, um, <clears throat> like I said, I'll try to do different things. Like I'll, I'll start an ad with like, three variations of the headline, three picture variations, and maybe three variations of the description. Mm-hmm. And then 
I'll run like, I'll start the ad with like the same headline and the same description, but three different pictures. Mm-hmm. Then whatever picture does the best, I, I do like three different headlines then the same description and the picture that's winning, right? And then whatever one wins out of that, and you kind of narrow it down. And then from there, like whatever, whatever the winning category is out of the best picture, the best headline and best description, that's the one that I start like spending more money on because that's the one that the audience, that the market told me is doing the best, right? right. Like funny with like Facebook ads, a lot of times like I'll shoot a video or do an image ad where I'm like, this is going to crush it. And it just like flopped. Yeah. And then there's been ads where I'm just like, this isn't great, but I'm going to like try and see if it works. And it like ends up being one of my best ads. So you just never know. That's one of the things that's one of like the pieces of wisdom I've learned in marketing. It's just like, yeah. you don't decide the, the market. <laughs> and I was listening to one of Russell Brunson's podcasts the other day. Maybe you heard it too, but he talked about how he hired the Harmon brothers. Um, just, you know, the big video <laughs> production guys. He spent like a hundred grand, some crazy amount of money to do this big production ad. And he said it did good, but then like the next month or something, they did an ad where they just had their guys do it like basically for free. And that ad ended up doing better than the one they, they just spent a hundred grand on. So I'm like, oh, it's, it's crazy yeah. that you can spend a hundred grand all this production and then there's people shooting selfie videos that. Yeah, I've got to elaborate on that real quick. You're, you're absolutely right. And uh, I used to do like these high production like videos where my, my friend, where my camera was either like on a tripod, I would like drive out to an install and like uh, set up my tripod like, yeah. and, or have like a friend come out with me and like hold my gimbal and like follow me around like the, the around the house where the installs are yeah and dude then one of my marketing friends was like dude just i would just try like a selfie picture and a selfie video and see how that works and it's literally just like my camera on a selfie stick it's like hey what's up local homeowners and i literally just give them the same pitch on the doors it's like hey we're covering your upfront costs we want a couple things in return this is how it works you know yeah. Like selfie videos crush it for me, right? Like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's it's really funny. <laughs> That's funny. Selfie pictures too. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people are a lot of people in marketing. When I tell them like video does really well, they're just like, oh, that sucks. Like we're not good at video. But it's like for the people that really want to set themselves apart, like they're gonna have to start doing some video eventually. Period. Yeah. Image ads can only take you far, man. But yeah, yeah, it's huge. Cool. Well, uh, last little question, and then probably about wrap up here but as far as like the copy goes in how did you get um started with doing your own copy and i guess today how much of it is um you know looking at what other people are doing or coming up with your own copy and for people that are new in marketing copy is just you know the words that you're writing with the ad or with the image and all that so um what's your take on that and what are you doing to kind of change the copy up and everything yeah, I'll uh I'll grab something super fast. Okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, I just like at, at this point, I just kind of like live and breathe marketing, right? But like you, you don't yeah. have to. Like it's not it's, it's not where I started. I wasn't yeah. even like super into marketing when I started, but like if you look down at my table, there's like books and marketing books and yeah. Russell Brown's Traffic Secrets, his new book, and like oh, that yeah. kind of and expert secrets got the trilogy yeah Yeah, so this one's a free plus shipping um copywriting secrets and it's like it's part of like the click funnels crew jim edwards is friends with russell he spoke at funnel hacking live where i met you yeah and um just a free plus shipping man and there's just like tons of like bulleted like plug-in formulas where you can just like kind of plug right into this so i would i would buy a book like this like a basic copywriting book um where you don't 
like reinvent the wheel and you can just kind of plug your solar like pitch or your the things that you already know about solar into like formulas that already that already work right or just like super simply are you tired of x would you like to x have you ever wanted to x right or you can yeah. just do a lot of this stuff it's free plus shipping i mean I, I would do something like this man okay what i would say is and uh the only last thing i'll say is like with copy um I always thought it was like good when I first started to be like super clever and yeah. like try all these different things that like didn't work that well. So you always want to be clear over clever, right? Yeah. You always say yeah. clear over clever. Like you want the you want the homeowner to like know what your offer is or what you're offering. You don't want them to have like you don't want to leave that creative burden on them, right? Yeah. Especially like if they do your landing page and they don't know what it's about, like they'll just bounce, right? You gotta you gotta relieve the creative burden from people. So clear over clever was big for me. And essentially, like, I just, I just give them a similar pitch that was like on the doors, right? It's like, we're covering your upfront costs. We want like a yard sign and a testimonial in return. Um, you know, pretty much like the intro, who I am, what we're doing, what we want in return. And then the close. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple, man. Yeah. Okay. No, it's awesome. I actually just got, got that book a couple months ago. Haven't dived into it yet though. So thanks for uh, copywriting secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's, and not, check that's that not necessarily like the best copy book of all time, but it's just like a, a pretty easy like plug and play like starter book, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we will link to that and then um well yeah, I'm sure you've done a lot of, you know, checking out like funnel hacking like Russell says. So I don't know if you use it, Aaron, but I I like the uh it's like a Google plugin you can get just on the dashboard fill your funnel. And uh maybe you've used it, but it's cool you can just take screenshots of other people's ads and um, like Russell says, just go like a, like a bunch of solar pages and you start seeing solar ads like crazy. So you're not trying to, you know, hundred percent copy people's ads, but it's cool to use something like that just to get ideas, especially for guys that are newer in the market. Speaking of Russell, I set this aside so I can show you guys. Oh, heck yeah. You're sweet. There you're it sweet. is. This is my this is my owner because he paid most of the budget. I pay some of the budget now, just the way our comp structure works. But yeah. pretty cool, man. We're uh, this is our first mill. We're we're halfway to the ten mill one, so got a little bit of work to do. We're about, we're at about yeah. total online. So Freak, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's the dream. Hopefully, we all can be sitting with one of those. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. But uh, but yeah, just a wrap, man. I would start. I would just start slow, man. I mean, people can start with like not that much money and just just test. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is a lot of times like I, I either don't know what to do. So I get decision fatigue or like I overthink it and then nothing gets done. Right. Right. The biggest thing is just like dive in, like who cares? Go waste a hundred dollars. Like who cares? Like I always try to make ads like perfect before I spend like 30 bucks online. It's like, go, go, go spend 50 bucks and see what you get out of it. Right. Yeah. Well, and the truth is with this industry, like you should have money. Like if you don't have money, go knock some doors and close a couple of solar deals. Because totally. anyone that's in the solar industry, you should be able to go, you know, make a couple grand this week easy. Just go hit some doors and then take that money and do what Aaron's talking about. Go spend a couple hundred and see what you can do with the ads. Yeah, so that's the beauty of the industry. There's no shortage of money. Everyone should be making money in solar. Yeah, for sure, man. So I'm going to, uh, I've kind of launched that. I haven't invited a ton of people yet. I'll invite you, but uh, I have a group called Solar Leads Mastery that I'm working on where eventually like I'm going to have, you know, a course where I'll sell to people. But uh, my plan is in the next month is to get that up and running. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's called Solar Leads Mastery. And then I think it says like digital lead gen for selling solar or something like that. But uh, okay. 
Solar Leads Mastery is the group. Solar Leads Mastery is going to be the course. And um, I'm just going to give it free value. Once I get it up and running, I'm going to probably do like one or two lives every week where I'm just giving away like a ton of value. It's like, hey, how we spent $89,000 in 2019 to make almost 4 million kind of stuff where I'm just giving away a ton of stuff for free. Eventually, if people want to buy the course, they can. But obviously, it's not. It's just going to be a free group similar to yours where, where I'm delivering value. Other people are delivering value. And it's yeah. really going to be um, solar lead gen so sweet awesome well we will link yeah we'll definitely link to all that and um yeah anywhere else that people can find you on social media or anything and connect with you after the show here yeah, my facebook is just aaron wolverton uh, okay yeah aaron wolverton and then my instagram is just a dot wolf so a dot w o l v e um i do a lot of photography and stuff too so that's most of my instagram like my instagram has very little to do with solar but um but yeah, if anybody has questions, man, I'm, I'm always happy to help. Like I, like I said, I, I wish I would have had somebody that I could have bounce questions off when I, I first started, right? Whether it's like a paid thing or not, like it doesn't have to be paid. I'm, I, re, I really enjoy helping people, man. And I like, I don't, I think there's a lot of money to be made in this industry. Um, mm -hmm. And whether, whether it's like paid or not, like I'm, I'm super down to like help people for free, man. Like if you guys got questions, if you got anything about lead gen, just hit me up on Facebook, Aaron Wolverton, man. And I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you guys for sure. If you got any questions. That's awesome. Cool. So if you're listening to this, hopefully you made it to the end, but definitely at least you, Aaron, I thank you for coming on the show. Cause yeah, you've dropped some golden nuggets and I mean, even for me, a ton of stuff that I'm going to go out and apply. So grateful for having you on the show. Man, um, you, yeah, it's been awesome. So before we say goodbye here, any final words of wisdom that you want to drop on people for people getting started here? And solar yeah, I would just say like, uh, try to leave perfectionism out the window and just try to go get your hands dirty. It sounds like yeah. such a cliche and like obvious thing, but man, you'd be surprised how much I still like struggle with this where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm making good money and we're doing well. And I still wait to like release an ad because it's not perfect or release a landing page because it's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's like, go out there, man, and, and do your thing just as similar on the doors. I mean, it's, you know, being successful online is going to take some hard work, obviously, but it can be done. I think the biggest thing for people to realize it's like, I'm not special. Like nobody doing online lead gen that's that successful is special. I came from where all you guys came knocking doors, man. I just put in hard work. Um, and I, I, I seeked out the right training, whether that was like paid or unpaid. And I just, you know, found the right resources to plug into, but like anybody can do this, man. It's not, it's really not that hard. Like once you have the back end CRM set up, which like in my course, once I launch it, I'm going to give people all that, but mm -hmm. like if you have to build it on your own. It's not that hard, but like solar marketing is really not, it, it kind of sounds like trite to say this, but it's, it's really not that it's really not that hard. Once you know kind of the right systems and processes, it really all comes down to like principles for me, man. You know, there's, yeah. there's tons of like shiny objects and tons of like, there's always going to be like a different platform or a different way to place ads in front of people, but principles stay the same man human psychology stays the same i mean there's definitely a way to be successful you just got to find the right ways yep so important i agree with that 100 percent. and yeah i mean it took me a year and a half to even start this podcast because i was so nervous about it being perfect and like what microphones you got to get and all this stuff and now yeah. look look at me i'm just on zoom using a apple headphones <laughs> Dude, <laughs> podcast. I, I scheduled with us because I didn't launch my group yet. And I was like, Oh, I want to get some people in my group and launch it. I don't have one person in my solar leads mastery group, but like, I, I know eventually it'll be successful, but like yeah. I rescheduled this a couple of times. Cause I was just like, Oh, well I want to get the group going. Like, Whatever, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the big, yeah, definitely a 
key to success. So appreciate your The last thing I'll say, man, is like, I, I think, I think people have a tendency to be like, Oh, he can do that. But why would I be able to do that? Right. So what I'm telling people is like, if you plug into the right systems, whether you're running leads on your own from a company or from like a third party page, like there is a way to be successful. You just need to figure that out. Like it's not, it's not like successful and I can't, right? Like I still think that way about guys that have been way better than me. And I'm like, Oh, he must have something special. It's like when you realize and you go through years of hard work, you're just like, Oh no, you just put in hard work. Like there's yeah. ways, there's definitely ways to do it. So that, that's the only thing I would leave your viewers on, man. It's like, it's, it's definitely possible to be successful with solar lead gen online. You just got to yeah. plug in systems, period. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, yeah, go learn from guys like Aaron. He's dropped a ton of value, willing to help guys out, ask him anything. And then, yeah, I mean, like we talked about before, don't be afraid to invest in coaches and mentoring. So that's going to be the thing that jumpstarts the success more than anything. So thanks again for coming on the show, Aaron. I'm sure we'll have listeners hitting you up and we'll definitely be in touch, but uh, we'll say goodbye for right now. So thanks for coming on again, man. Well, brother, thanks for having me, man. I had a blast. We'll chat with you soon. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Wow. What another value packed episode of the solarpreneur guys. If you couldn't tell, we spend a lot of time and energy to put these episodes out to hopefully give you just one strategy, one golden nugget that's going to launch your solar career to the next level. And we do it all for free. And if you found any value in this episode or it's helped you in any way, all I ask in return is that you just take 30 seconds of your time and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can help more solarpreneurs like you to change the world. And as a gift for leaving us a review, we have a special training package exclusive for solarpreneur listeners over at solarpreneurs.com. Remember, you need to leave us a review on iTunes to qualify for the training package, so take care of that now, and we'll see you on the next episode.